0: gun uh apologies for no episode last week my dumb ass left my computer charger at a schoolhouse supply teaching ahead and connor's like hey do you want to record And i opened up my laptop and it was at a two percent so we missed out on that. last week i finally got my charger back um the reason my battery was so low was that i was actually working on draft 100 stuff with connor And then was like, oh, (laughs) whoops, probably killed my battery for podcasting. So we're back. The Draft 100 stuff is still processing
1: along as planned. So that's a plus. I will say, I will say, not having an episode last week because you were working, we were working on this Draft 100 stuff is going to be worth it. Because wait until you see what we have cooking this year. What was the picture that you sent
0: me? We're having like the biggest same brainwave moment. I can't, send I, I, I don't, it was, was it was the two, the dogs.
1: The yeah. Okay. Like no, the okay. That picture. Okay. I was going to say, I don't want to say too much. I thought you were talking about the inspiration picture. I don't want to oh, No, know, just like, the, later. just the brave one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wave. no, the, we were on the same, same uh, wavelength, brain length for this idea that we have for draft 100 that we're cooking up. And I sent the picture of, for anybody who will remember this TV show, uh you're as old as we are congratulations big 90s baby it cat it was the show cat dog so for anybody who has seen that listening to this podcast and knows what the hell we're talking about congratulations um yes we know, were born, born in the sort of 90s 30, no we not. are not 30, yeah. <laughs> close okay. enough close enough <laughs> i
0: had this i had this moment of realization a couple weeks ago um on, like I, since my mens league ended my body has just like shut down like i had a massive back injury and I, I texted the uh, my friend Nick. I'm like, dude, I'm going to the gym and I'm feeling closer to 30 than 20, more so now than I ever have. And I turned 26 like two months ago. So we can't even say like I'm closer to 30. It's just my body feels like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum.
1: Dude, I did a leg day last Tuesday and I felt it until Friday. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible.
0: Hoorah, baby. <laughs> um okay. Start off the episode with some fun news, I guess, there, but the big news last week, Listen we are nowhere fans. we are nowhere closer to solving our head coaching vacancies. I guess technically we are
1: one closer. One step closer, two steps closer. Because
0: because Ryan Sheehan. The head coach of the Guelph Griffins said deuces and went back to the spot he was the offensive coordinator at before taking the job at Guelph, the Calgary Dinos. Now, he filled the Calgary vacancy, but then Guelph needed to fill their vacancy and they decided to promote longtime offensive coordinator in the OUA. Uh, first with the Laurier Golden Hawks, then with my Toronto Varsity Blues, and now with the Guelph Griffins. Mark Soraya um, from OC to official head coach. No interim tag, nothing. It is stamped on the docket. Um, I, I want to start with Coach Soraya briefly before we move to Sheehan because that's obviously the massive news. Um, I think this is a great spot for Coach Soraya. And I know uh, Mark has been, like I'd mentioned, OC for a long time. So it's not like he's this um, young up and comer. He has been doing this role, coordinating, calling plays, designing, recruiting. He has been doing it for a long time. And he is still young, much like Coach Sheehan is, a younger head coach. Um, I think this is ideal because... They have the top rookie quarterback from last year in the country. They have a fantastic rookie running back, Donovan Malloy. They still have good defensive linemen. They still have good DBs. They still have good O-line. And they have guys at receiver like Janusis. And apparently I had some other people messaging me and tweeting at me saying, you know, they've got some rookie receivers that are pretty pretty top end too. And I don't doubt that. Guelph has recruited at a high level for quite some time. And now Coach Soraya gets to take this rookie quarterback and say, let's build around you. You're the show. You're the dude. Unintended. Let's f and go.
1: No, man, I'm, I'm with you 100% on this one. I think it's a, it's totally a natural progression. I I think it's a great move for you know, Soraya, for Guelph. I think uh, oftentimes when we see coaching turnover, we can see it kind of negatively affect teams for – you know, maybe the first year or two while they get comfortable under a new coach. But in this case, you're you're going in-house. You're bringing in a guy who has already worked with the talented players that you've already mentioned. So I think this is just going to be a natural thing for Guelph and Coach Soraya here. It's going to be an easy transition. But let's talk about the big news here. Congratulations to Coach Soraya once again. But uh, the big news here in this one, obviously, like you said, Ryan Sheehan going to the Calgary Dinos. I liked, uh, I don't know if you saw, it, but I really liked what Adam Sinaugra said on this. Did you see his quote?
0: I did. I
1: did. I, I and... mean, it's totally like a pumping up a pumping up Calgary thing, but like, you look at the picture underneath, and this is why I like it. You look at the picture underneath, it's Sinaugra with the heck, one of the Philpots by by his side, Coach C in there to his left side in the picture. It gives me nostalgic thoughts, and I'm like, okay, this guy is now going to be the head coach. Of these Calgary Dinos, which, again, I think there's a lot of talent on that roster and with him at the helm. I think there is wheels turning here for the Calgary Dinos program.
0: You want to know what's funny, though? Just to be like the pain in the ass, like really negative guy on this. Connor. Okay, you you know I like Colin Coward. Listeners have heard throughout the years I like Colin Coward. One of the things he always says is don't tell me your impact when you're there. Tell me your impact before you got there and after you leave, right? Yes. What happened the first effing year that Coach Sheehan left? Tell Any me. takers? Tell me. Tell that me that offense became the number one in the nation. Philpot brothers had astronomical years. Adam Sinagro went nuclear and should have won his second Heck Creighton Award. Um, instead, they gave it to a Western quarterback who did not even represent his team on the national semifinal stage because Andreas Dueck and the McMaster Marauders took him out in Chris Merchant. But um this team ended up winning a Vanier Cup. So in his wake their offense exploded the next year Sinagra leaves JJ comes in offense still really highly competitive, really highly functional. Now I know people are going to say like, well, he recruited the Philpots. He develops Sinagra the whole nine yards, but they could not push through that barricade. They could not push through that next wall. So, um, Sinagra kind of like giving his two cents tip of the cap, like welcome back coach. I was like, Yeah, you know, like, that was the guy that recruited you, brought you in. Um, But with Sheehan, like, this is a really good opportunity to take over. I'm going to flip now and actually give my, like, main opinion. This is a really effing good chance for him to create a huge legacy for himself because the Calgary Donners are down as a program. They are downtown. He knows what it takes to win. He knows some of the alumni networks. He knows what it takes to recruit for the Dinos. It's all familiar grounds for him. And Alberta's got next year with Hetlinger, and Rooker will be in UBC. But in two years, in three years, what does is, what is Can West look like? like? These teams are back-ended with a lot of veteran talent. Yeah, maybe they come back for another year, but two years down the road, he could get a new recruiting class in. And really take over this conference again. Um, so I don't know why he left well for Calgary, but in terms of opportunities, the only way is pretty pretty tough to move and change legacies in. Can West over the next couple of years in a familiar building with a program that has recent national success? Oh man, he's got the ability to start cooking with oil. And burning up the western half of this country.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he builds. Like you talked about um, you know, the legacy he built up before he left with uh, a very strong program with Calgary. I'm excited to see it return to that because I do fully believe under under Shane it will. It will actually hold on. Can I
0: interrupt for a second? I just remembered that that, you know who took over for Pat or for Ryan the year that they ended up going to the Vanier Cup? who his father Patrick Sheehan so when you talk about leaving awake like he was trying he was close a couple times but he decided to leave his dad came in who was already an established legendary coach and just went Shh, Benny. <laughs> like that that to me I was like oh like that I know uh, he was happy for his father to win, like all the guys that he'd recruited, but he's got a chance now to really turn it up and build his own legacy and do something special.
1: I think they will. I think he can with that team. With Calgary, uh, Yeah.
0: I, I want to know what their long-term goals are at quarterback. I know uh, Don Britton was there this year, the former Okanagan Sun player. Obviously, he's not going to have a ton of... Uh, eligibility after playing in the cj for a bit but um wondering what recruits he's going to bring out what recruits he's going to bring in and how he's going to build this program from the ground up because remember at, at guelph connor he finally got his quarterback this year in the boot and then backed out the back door
1: i think with that one to me like talking about his time at guelph you could really see like there was flashes where you could see his offense clicking. It was very quarterback dependent. Guelph, you know, over the last few years, quarterback has been kind of an issue. Then you get Tristan Abood and you can really see his offense firing. I think now going to a guy like Don Britton, you can run and have faith in running a scheme that's familiar to you, a scheme that with a good quarterback, the things we saw at Guelph this year are accomplishable. So I do believe there's opportunity to see like that same the same stuff we saw from Guelph, those exciting plays we saw from Guelph this year, return to Calgary in this 2024 season. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistic, but the more I think, the more I kind of question the decision to leave Guelph. And there might have been some family things. There might have been um, some behind I mean, it's the scenes back to where you at know, Guelph, right? Just it is. To that to um, me. And you never know what goes into someone's decisions that affect their personal life and all all the rest. So um I'm sure those decisions are close to him. And clearly he he decided that it was a better move to go to Calgary. But um you sat in quarterback purgatory <laughs> at yeah. Guelph. You finally land Tristan in the boot. He comes in, he's everything you want him to be. And now you're going to somewhere that has been in quarterback purgatory since JJ and Sinagra had left. And I know that hasn't been too long since they've been gone, but um, where do you go? What do you do? How do you build um, quite frankly, the position that you coach the best, like you, you have the ability to turn these guys like Sean Wall in and make something good out of them. But where is the sustained um i guess the continuous growth and play from one player at that quarterback position that's what i'd really like to see with this new plan in calgary
1: speaking of quarterbacks the other big news cuz we do unfortunately have to move off from the coaching news in u sports we could talk about it all day but we have more things to get to more holiday related things to get to on this podcast so next news of the day Nathan Rourke, picked up by the New England Patriots after being released by the Jags for, what, the third time off the active roster this season? Yeah. What do you Three think what do you make of it? I like it, honestly. I have, I have my opinions on it. I'll let you give yours first, but... I think I tweeted my opinions.
0: The New England quarterback group has been so <laughs> shitty that you almost Ruin. have to give... Nathan Rourke a chance to play, right? Like yes. uh, I saw, I think it was Farhan tweet tweeted like because he's been claimed off waivers, he has to be active for at least three games. But we only well, have three left.
1: We have the Broncos, the Bills, and the Jets.
0: Put him at, those are three defenses that are playing better than people probably will give him credit for. I mean My... Bills just curb stomp Dallas. Jets are a top end defense and Denver. Until they played your Detroit Lions, had been playing like a good defense. I don't. I don't think it matters who they're playing though. They don't have the skill players in New England to really challenge anyone. No, but at least give Nathan the chance to put up tape, make some plays for himself, and potentially fight for a backup spot. I mean, we had questions about him going to Jacksonville to begin with.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say like New England. New England was a team that was talked about with Nathan Rourke when he was deciding where he was going to go in the NFL. Right. So this is a guy that new England was thinking about early on in the season. So I'm with you. Why not like put him in for, I don't know when to put him in. I think realistically, like if we're going to see Nathan Rourke, probably really, I don't know if he's going to learn an offense by the Broncos game. Like I'm thinking like if things are going bad in the bills game, second half bills game, and then he'll start against the jets if things go well, or at least get more playing time against the jets.
0: Give my kid Canada two full weeks
1: as QB one in that building. <laughs> Let I don't him think cook. like, I don't know. I think you need to give him time to at least come in and learn some of that offense. I know a lot of languages, like, I, I know a lot of the schemes are, are similar. It, it's the verbiage that changes, but you need to, I just like, think you need time to learn it. You don't have the skill
0: players to really be doing a whole lot of complex stuff. It's gotta be pared down.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it will so do. if when it's going it to be teared in, down, works.
0: he's going to be able to take it in. Like,
1: the guy learns
0: playbooks from two different games completely, CFL to NFL, and functions well enough to be <laughs> an MOP north of the border. And in the preseason when he actually played, he looked like one of the stars of the storylines. so...
1: Yeah, and like to all the to all the people here that are going to listen to this and roll their eyes and go oh it's preseason. Yes, yeah, so what? Like go back and watch the tape. These are yeah. w- these are this where is- I'm going to go with my next point. These are improv these are these are improv type plays that he's making on the fly against still some really damn good players. If it is a reduced kind of playbook for him, these improv type plays are what's going to allow him to make plays at the end of the day. Like this is what he does. I think if you give him a shot, he will thrive.
0: I just, I just hope he gets a chance to, because that's all he's wanted this year is a chance. Absolutely. And credit to New England because I think Jacksonville would have just brought him back on their practice roster, called him up this week again when Trevor Lawrence was in concussion protocol. Like to me, I don't, they've been. You should have three quarterbacks on your roster. A ton. Like this is something that teams in the NFL should be doing more than they are. Like look at San Francisco last year in the NFC championship game, a third quarterback on the active roster could be the difference. And for a team like the Jags, Trevor Lawrence went in the last two games really banged up and both times they brought him up and waved him, brought him up and waved him. And finally, someone's going to snap at the chance to grab him. Um, Excited for Rourke to go to new England kind of pissed that it is New England because they're kind of a dumpster fire at this point in the season. Um, But with such bad quarterback play, I would have loved to see him go to Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) Or somewhere with like a really good offensive coach because um, the offensive coaches with backup quarterbacks compared to like the defensive guys. Oh, it's been a, it's been a world of a difference. So. Happy for Nathan, upset and kind of bitter that it's the Patriots, but he's got the chance to do a real wicked thing.
1: I was going to say, tis the season where, and I guess that's a little bit of a segue, but tis the season where quarterbacks get in and everybody's like, who's this guy? And then they go off for three games, and then all of a sudden they're you know, making a big playoff run like Brock Purdy or they're a starting quarterback come the next season. So uh, let's hope for a... Holiday miracle for Nathan Rourke here.
0: Um. Okay. Wish, lists. Connor, Wish list. Connor. has put together his Christmas list.
1: It's the holiday season. That's what I was saying. Whoop
0: de whoop and a hippity hop. <laughs> Connor has his Christmas list ready to go. So, um, I don't have as many names as Connor because I only really had a couple huge wants. I'm not a big Christmas person. Like,
1: oh, I, like, I Ashley,
0: like, wants to pull my teeth out every time she asks me what I want as a gift, and I say, "Yeah, don't really need anything." So I, got a, I, <laughs> I got a long I only have a list few. Year.
1: No, I got a. I, I'm a selfish Christmas person. Like, I'm sitting on the couch watching Christmas movies all day. Made this list long. I got a. I got a wish list for, or I got a wish for every single CFL team here. So I do have to say before we start this wish list, this is not based on like draft picks or anything like that. This is not based on where teams are drafting or like what they're losing. Some of them are, but like what they're losing or gaining, this is strictly a wish list where I would like to see, or where we would like to see certain players end up regardless of like where a team drafts or whatever. And some of them are absolutely ridiculous and we'll get to that one, but it's not that ridiculous. So, we're going to save the best for last. Uh, however, I say it's not draft-related, but we are going to do it in draft order because tis the season. We're going to it start to familiarizing season.
0: ourselves with draft order here, so let's go.
1: The Elks are drafting first. Just I'll, I'll put the order out there. Elks, Red Blacks second, Riders third, Stamps fourth, Ticats fifth, Lions hold the sixth pick, and it's the Argos, Bombers, Owls to round out the first round. So I am doing this list in draft order. However, to confuse you guys even more, this list does not necessarily ref- this list does not reflect where they are drafting necessarily. You just hope that okay.
0: these players can find their ways to these teams.
1: Yes, exactly. Long walk for sort long walk for a short drink of water. The Edmonton Elks, if Trey if Trey Ford is going to be the starting quarterback next year for this team, which I sincerely hope he is, he needs more playmakers than just like Geno Lewis.
0: So, and maybe- so <laughs>
1: Yeah and Manny. So like their, their run game was great. They had like, they had one of the third better. I think they had one of the best rushing attacks in the CFL last year. They averaged like 6.1 yards a carry. They could run the ball. Passing when you're going through a quarterback carousel like that is less effective. We, tr- we saw Trey Ford come in and start leading that team again. So get him playmakers. I want Nick Mardner, the big wide receiver from Auburn six, eight, this guy's like 6'8. Um,
0: I will counter you with one of my wish lists if you protect the damn man. I know running around. <laughs> yes. Okay. We yeah. have there have been a bajillion Tray Ford, Lamar Jackson persons. Watching Lamar Jackson run around and make defenders miss is great. It is also extremely stressful because I don't know when he's going to get hit, when he's going to get rolled up on, when he's going to get crushed after he lets go of the ball. And quite frankly, Ronnie Stanley ain't blocking nobody for the Ravens. Christmas wish list: Edmonton Elks, get one of Geo or Theo.
1: There you go. That's a good. Keep wish it
0: in list, Canada, man. and just protect the man. Just protect him. That's all. That's all. That's all I ask. I'm a simple man with simple wants and needs. Q Leonard Skinner. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't Ottawa. have one for Ottawa. Actually, I, do. I do. A
1: quarterback. A quarterback. Curtis Rourke? Anyone. Just a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> no, Curtis Rourke. If you haven't heard the news there, I guess there's a little bit of news. Uh, he entered the transfer portal. Will now be playing for Indiana. No longer, I don't I think that makes him not draft eligible this year, obviously. No,
0: I think it does. He can still be drafted. It's kind of like Dean Leonard going at Ole Miss. Like you can still go back and play a year. Okay. So, yeah,
1: I don't know. He could be drafted, but you won't see him for at least a year. Yes. Transfer portal, Indiana. He's not my pick for Ottawa, despite me saying Curtis Roark to you. But if it is going to be Dustin Crum at quarterback, Ottawa allowed 71 sacks last year, the most, by 10, by 10. It was the most in the CFL. They drafted Dante Bull last year, which I was very excited about, but there was also another guy in that draft that I was potentially even more excited about, University of Buffalo guy. He deferred. He is now draft eligible this year. You need to go get my man, Gabe Wallace, out of Buffalo. That is my Christmas wish list for Ottawa. And I actually do think this one lines up with the draft nicely. Ottawa drafting second. I think there's an array of things you can do here, but I do think when people start watching the tape on this Gabe Wallace guy, they're going to realize that he is a lot nastier than they thought he was. Can you
0: can you picture a world where they have Wallace, Bull, and Pelios two one two in terms of draft order in the last three years, all starting? Oh, and Cyril.
1: And Cyril. If, if Ottawa yeah.
0: pulls this in, and Zach Pelios gets back to the starting lineup, and Dante Bull can stay healthy, and I believe kick the guard, you can have Pelios, Bull, Cyril, Gabe Wallace, four young national offensive linemen, cheap salary, four national spots filled in. I think that I think that's a good. Chance for them to build a roster around. We know they like American receivers. Um, they're, I mean, Keaton Brugling. I don't know if you follow him, Connor, just as a quick aside. He is absolutely crushing Bob Slade.
1: Oh, it's like incredible two man
0: and four man trials. Um, so maybe Keaton Brugling goes to be a full time Olympian after this next incredible. season.
1: I'm um, rooting for it, man. I'm rooting for it,
0: but no, like they, they can build almost an entire national offensive line in just high draft picks if they go with Gabe Wallace. i I would like your wish list to come true, but they do need a quarterback to, you know, handle and throw the ball.
1: Maybe. Drew Brown's available. It's not gonna be Dustin Crum. MBT? MBT. We'll see.
0: Drew Brown would be cool too, but I don't know how many times they want to go to the uh the backup that's played a few games.
1: All right. Who do you have next? These Saskatchewan Rough Riders keep it in house, keep it in province. They already have one guy that we absolutely love on the back end of their defense, Jaden Dahlke. Uh, this defense had a problem, they were one of the worst in the league last year. They allowed 51 touchdowns, 31 through the air, few sacks in the league. They need more defensive playmakers, in my opinion. Go get my man, your man, Nick Weeb, stick him in this defense so somewhere. Injury. ACL injury, so he's going to have to get the Charlie Ringland
0: uh, draft and hold on for a year. But let's look at their new head coach, Corey Mace. What did he just leave in the Toronto Argos? Enoch, Pickett, um, Winton McManus, like Jordan Williams. They had so many linebackers that Enoch Mwamba didn't play this year and they still had the best linebacking (laughs) in the country. Like he likes those. Interior players that can move and make plays all over. Nick Weeb fits that bill. Connor, I know he's not likely to play a chunk of next season at, at the CFL level because of the injury, but get this man into your building. Please. Somebody.
1: Anyone. A, he is a treat to watch play football. I would like to see him stay in the green and white. Uh, I think that'd be a cool move for them. Pair him with Jaden Dalkey. Dangerous things. Dangerous things. That is too... Uh, Very athletic football players. We're going to Calgary next. They have the fourth pick in the draft. If they want to go high, if they want to go up for a defensive lineman, Justin Sambu from Baylor, Calgary, Alberta native. I think that might be an interesting pick. Uh, I also am going to go with another linebacker here. Ryan Baker from UBC. I think would fit in well. Nick Mardner, give me the trees lineup with Begelton Hakanovanu, and he's Martin. already <laughs> off my list though I can't I, he's already off my list I can't pick him twice I can't That's pick him there's there still is want. there's still is I guess I could there still is um Azure Azure on the board though no miss me with it
0: missed me with it I'm going Nick Mardner. uh this is one of my other wish lists just for the sheer height. <laughs> just walk out with all guys over six, four as your receiving core um, opposing DBs would just be kind of like, seriously, man, like, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Do? What do we do
1: here? Yeah. Is this speaking of wide receivers that could be, uh could be splashy. Is this Keelan white kid draft eligible? Do we know the red shirt? He's a red shirt junior from Montana. He is an absolute playmaker. Oh. Uh dude, Showtime. I don't know if he's, know if he's gonna... Showtime. They keep posting his cliffs, but like, dude, yeah, I see stuff. Jim
0: Mullen post him too. Yeah, no,
1: he's a really good downfield
0: threat. I don't know if he's gonna defer or not because he is that red shirt junior. He can he technically has like what two more years of college yeah. that he could use, yeah. a yeah. senior year and then a COVID deferral. Like he, he technically could play two more years or transfer up to D1, but I don't know. Montana Grizzlies, yeah. If he's
1: not on your National airline, champions? be
0: uh north van represent i believe jim mullen like to say about him yeah uh, okay no yeah i would like to find out. i'm really hoping that the draft list gets settled here in the next couple weeks before the new year and we can get a peek at some of the guys who have chosen to enter the draft and not stay in school
1: so that's, that's a wish there we go wish list good wish there you go that's a good wish that's a good wish
0: all, all right. right
1: moving on the hamilton tiger cats my wish for the Hamilton Tiger-Cats this year is a DB cuz one of my favorite things about what this team does is they bring in Canadian safeties and they turn them into absolute playmakers. Tunde obviously, now we have Stavros playing on the back end there, the former UBC T-bird. So I'm going to give them another I'm going to give them another safety that I believe they can mold into a very good professional player and that is Daniel Bell from Mount Allison. The rangy six-two safety going to the Ticats, to for them to just take him and be like, okay, put him at like, Will. You're you're a pro now. You're now a professional football player just because we drafted. Even this is what we do. Like I would love to see him go to the Ticats because they are very good at taking Canadians and turning them into very good defensive secondary players.
0: Put him at Will. Change his name to Chris Aki, and you have a deal.
1: Whatever, man. Get this guy on the field in the pros somewhere. But like my point still stands. What what they're able to do with Canadian secondary players is uh one of my favorite things about their defense.
0: All right, keep her rolling. I have nothing to add for the Hamilton Tiger cats because there's just a lot going on in that building right now. I, I think the draft <laughs> is far from concern number one.
1: Absolutely. Okay. The BC Lions. I like keeping talent in-house, especially when both in-house teams. Are playing very, very well. You're going to see this theme come up later in this list again. But I'm going with either Ryan Baker here, the linebacker from UBC, or Mitchell Townsend, the linebacker from UBC, to pair with Ben Hladic in that linebacking core eventually. Have you seen this Townsend kid on tape? Yeah, he's, uh, he, he was at the he's pretty, pretty twitchy. He's six foot four, man. He's six foot four and he moves like that and plays like that. Ryan uh, Baker's uh, also a uh, very good prospect there, too. But I want to see some some UBC talent stay in the British Columbia area. Here's what I want.
0: This is more of like a general CFL. This was my big name that I was holding on to from the start. I don't think Connor is allowed to say him. Uh, Tanner McLaughlin, the Arizona tight end. Put him with VA. Put him with the light show that is the BC Lions offense and Jordan Maximic And let it roll. Because this guy's a freak athlete. Like, we... People drafted Jake Burt, number one overall was not my choice, but Hannah McLaughlin is like three times the athlete. He's taller. He's stronger. He's better downfield. Like, I think I've seen probably three or four hurdle highlights from him at tight end this year. Connor, That's more hurdles than most receivers have in their careers.
1: This guy's he's a freak. Yeah. Oh, he's an absolute and freak. He
0: stayed back. He deferred um, last year to come back and,
1: boy oh boy did it pay off he had a huge year for the wildcats yeah absolutely cool. this guy's gonna be uh i think he's gonna be high in our draft 100 so stay tuned for that but I, I like that pick another guy like you're gonna hear this name a lot with us but like could you imagine nick mardner in that offense as well in the red zone with va like it'd be rhymes katoy <laughs> hatch just a, like just a uh embarrassment of riches it would be crazy like, they already have it but like yeah okay let's move on let's move on here Toronto the Toronto Argonauts again kind of a similar theme as the the Ty Cats pick but the Argos man they love those Laurier Golden Hawks so why not go out and get another one Luke Brubaker the Laurier Golden Hawk take another Laurier prospect, turn them into another pro that's going to have a very long and successful CFL career, starts it with the Toronto Argonauts, maybe makes a play or two in the Grey Cup, who knows, Robbie Smith. But uh, Luke Brubaker, man, like I think that would be a decent spot for him to go. From
0: walk-on to CFL draft pick is about to become a reality for Luke Brubaker. Oh,
1: absolutely. He was at, like at all times, I think, when the Laurier defense was on the field. If he wasn't making the play, he was around the play. Yeah. Never a moment he was on the field where he was not making an impact. He's special, man. I'm very excited for him to, uh, to find a spot in a CFL defense somewhere. All right, you got two more. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And this one follows yet another pattern. What do the Winnipeg Blue Bombers draft and do? The Winnipeg Blue Bombers draft rangy freaking DBs named the Hallett Brothers and, again, turn them into very successful pros. So why not go get another very long DB from the University of Toronto? Ryan Collins, 6'6", man, and moves and plays like he did this year. I think uh, follow the trend. If it's working, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Some people
0: in La Belle Province might say, well, we broke
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Connor, trends that aren't broken, don't break them. Which Montreal Carabay are you sending to the Montreal Alouettes then? You kind of spoiled okay. yourself, I feel like.
1: Okay, well, this is the part of the segment, or this is the part of my wish list that I have to like kind of preface a little bit here. So this is the part of, of your regular Christmas list where at the end of it, your parents read it, you give your list to Santa, your parents read it. And then the, they look at that one thing on the list and they're like, you know, maybe next year, maybe next year. So this is my like pick where your parents look at it and they're like, okay, you know what, you know, maybe, maybe next year, buddy. And with the Montreal Alouettes, that is Nikki Farinaccio. I
0: thought you were gonna go with Joe Senecal.
1: <laughs> I could have I could After, have, no, but... if this
0: is a future pick, I was like, oh, you know what? like macho just already been talking about how he could see Senecal in the CFL and I'm like, you I know, know. What? maybe if it's a future wish list pick that he just kind of like throws out Joe and says like, yeah, I could see it. let's do it
1: no Nikki Farinaccio, take another Montreal caravan, put them in the defense, let them go make plays.
0: I back it whenever it gets to that time, I back it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so that's my like again it's on your wish list but like it's not happening this year
0: all right um well do you have any like random extra wishes that you want to add
1: yes okay i got one on top of the ottawa red Blacks drafting gabe wallace i would also like the ottawa Redblacks to stay patient and be very tactical in the third and fourth rounds and get Calgary Dinos offensive lineman John Bossy.
0: John Boss, Boss, Bossy. Boss? I don't. Uh, we will have to get clarification on his name, but Big John B is what we'll go, call him.
1: That is my. That is my secondary wish. My stocking stuffer for the oh, oh Ottawa Red you... Blacks.
0: Okay. Um, I like that one. He's he was impressive at the East West Bowl. Uh, so I will I will hope to see him, too, called on draft day. But uh, Connor,
1: I think that's it. That's it for me. That's it for me. I, I got to read off my uh, my CFL Santa list here. I'm a simple man in terms of wish lists.
0: I I spoke my piece on the Sheehan news. Um, but I guess
1: we'll get to see you guys all on Thursday anyways. Right? Ooh. Yes, absolutely. And I will, if you have made it to the end of this episode, I will leave a little gift under the tree for everybody. Is it your top athlete trophy? No, it's not that. Because, ladies and gentlemen,
0: our Connor O'Neill – no, no, I'm stealing your thunder. Our Connor O'Neill was named top athlete at basic training. (laughs) Don't say this, old boy's washed up, because he just kicked hell. Uh, So, round of applause to Connor, the top athlete – in his platoon, or did they go like larger? No, no, wider? yeah,
1: just my, just my group, yeah. Crushed it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. I was gonna say you
0: can't, you can't leave out that you won an award. Like that's, I'm not letting that. Well, wow, okay. Can't let's, put an, let's put an
1: asterisk by the word award there, pal. There was a trophy. It's that. an award. <laughs> okay. All right. I will leave. What I was gonna say is, I will leave a little gift under the tree. For all of the listeners that have stayed this far in the episode, uh, if you are an Astros fan, there's a new Astros song. There's a new Astro song that they played live at their Grad Club show, which was absolutely moving. So I will put that new song uh, at the end of this episode here, or a bit of it, anyways. I'll I'll put a little bit of it for people to listen to at the end of this episode here.
0: I haven't even heard this one yet, so enjoy. I'm gonna have to enjoy it tomorrow too. Um, on that note, at Wade Zank, at Conor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective, stay tuned. Draft season, Christmas season, holiday season, if you celebrate something else. Uh, as usual, our our uh, drive safe, uh, stay sober, arrive alive, all the nine yards. Just, just really be cautious over the holiday break. Um, we'll talk to you again later this week
1: you It's time
0: to look on your face Turn it over again Now I'm feeling the pace It's got a couple from Ross